Welcome to Solace, Soul Plus Grief. I'm your host, Candy Lucas. We Catholic cemeteries know that the loss of a loved one has a profound effect on our lives. And we would like to help you deepen your faith. Pay attention to where God is moving in your life as you grieve. And call upon the love of God to accompany you. Each week, we take a different text or scripture or poem, or maybe an idea from the Holy Spirit, and we use that idea or poem or song to help us reflect more deeply on our grief and God's place in our life and God's place next to us as we grieve. Please remember you're always welcome in our circle of healing love and support. Today we visit with three friends who host a parish grief group. For those of you who have never attended a faith-based grief group, we wanted to give you as much sense as possible what to expect. Unlike regular grief support, these groups have an emphasis on spirituality while grieving, where God moves with us as we grieve, how God's love can support our individual grief journey, and and many soul friends together to support one another. So please listen to Kathy, Trini, and Dolores as they discuss how their ministry started and continues. Kathy speaks first. I started in this ministry originally I because I my brother died when he was 47 years old and I really realized how difficult grieving was and then I so I was very interested in the grief process and then the priest at our church asked me if I would lead a grief group. My name is Trini. I started in this ministry because Kathy asked me whether I'd be interested in doing that with her and um at the time uh my sister was going through she had melanoma and she was getting close to the time that she wouldn't be with us anymore and so and she I talked to her about it and she encouraged me to be involved to become involved and so that's how I I told Kathy eventually that yes I would do it my name is Dolores and I came into this ministry about years ago as a leader I joined a grief group seven years ago after my husband passed on the encouragement of one of my friends at church and I thought, okay, I'll go and see if I like it. If I don't like it, I don't ever have to come back. And I just found it so helpful that I kept asking for more. And when there was uh, an opportunity to step into a facilitator, I was asked to do that. And it's just been a blessing being a participant and being a facilitator. 
What did any or any of you can answer this question? What did you find the most difficult thing about starting a new group or starting with a new group? This beginning process, what was the most difficult? For me, the most difficult part was trusting that people would show up, that anyone would show up. It was a mystery. Through this process, I've really learned to trust the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit brings to the group whoever is ready. And mentioning ready for it, we have also found that people need to have a time from the time of the death of the person to the time that they come to a group, because if they come too soon, they really can't do the sharing that is so helpful. So we do ask them how long it's been since they've lost their loved one. And if it's been just really recently, we encourage them to wait till the next group starts to come. For me, it was really just getting to that point. And I think like Kathy, it's the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit that where I felt like, okay, this is something I can do. And, um, and then just went ahead and to start. So, again, any one of you or all of you can answer this. What would a person experience if they came to the first meeting? At the first meeting, we try to introduce the program to people and tell them what we're going to be doing, have them introduce themselves to the group, Depending on how the flow is, often we wait till the second meeting to have people tell us the reason they are in the grief group. We find the first meeting, some people are just figuring out if they belong there, and it's a pretty difficult step the first time they tell their story for many people. And they will also see the resources we're using and see if they think they belong there. Do you open with a prayer or do you... We do open with a prayer. And we welcome everybody first, and then we open our... We have a special prayer that we've used all through. It's in the same one with a candle, and we have our, our um, table, a special table with the crucifix and the special candle, usually goes along with the, the, the ordinary time or the colors. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, then, and we do light that and hopefully take a deep breath and kind of get to where we can start, you know, the, the way that we usually do. The group originally started with using Seasons of Hope as the basic for um, the program, and when that was completed, I was looking for something a little bit more. So Kathy found a book called Grieving with the Help of Your Catholic Faith, which really touched us, and it has really been a great book for people to have. We do it lesson by lesson, but we don't do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. People can take it own the book, you know, we give it to them as a gift, and they can read the parts that we don't do in the session. We also try to have special little 
ceremonies every now and again, like lighting a candle with the person's name and having them bring to our prayer table. They seem to like that. So you're creating uh, both a sacred space, a kind of a holy space um, for people to be in when they arrive. Absolutely. So that happens before they come. Do you do special birthdays or anything like that? We do have bring a photo of their loved one at one session, but we don't do, you know, what. I mean, sometimes they do share the birthdays and, uh, you know, but. Yeah. So I think one of the sessions focuses on kind of the milestones, especially the first year that you go through. And we do spend a lot of time talking about, as Trini said, a lot of people share those items, but we don't specifically um, approach that. The room also, we try to have a quiet space where it's private. We have sit everyone in a circle we uh, have at the ending there's some fellowship opportunities that people can stay they'll share cookies coffee water we hold our sessions at local churches there's no cost to the sessions they're they're completely free we just ask people to see if they can make a commitment for most of the weeks before they enter into the group and it's a uh, six week nine nine, nine week nine. the first week is just introduction you know for them to come and see us and for us to kind of evaluate to make sure that they're in a good space to be able to participate in a group and then the second meeting is when we start the book that we use, and um, as I say, in, interspersed, we have some little special ceremonies that we do with them, and at the end, we have a washing their hands and sending them forth kind of thing, and um, people seem to like the program. People are welcome to share whenever they'd like to share. Everyone, I believe, always has a chance to talk, mm -hmm. um, but nobody is put on the spot or asked to share. It's completely when they're ready. And uh, we've had people who have said very little. And if people talk a little too much, we just try to remind them to share the floor, to share the space. But sometimes, you know, someone has a story and they really need to tell the whole thing. And we all respect that. Mm -hmm. The interaction and the, list, the opportunity to listen to other people who are grieving seems to be what provides the most consolation mm -hmm. to everyone in my mind. And we do have group etiquette rules that we um, go over each time just to sort of remind people, just, you know, to take turns and not one huge thing is the confidentiality. That's huge. We go over that every time we meet. So, but there's a list of... Mm -hmm. Tell me more about this hand-washing ceremony. That sounds interesting. Um, well, it's the last one that we do at the very end of all of our sessions. It's like, okay, in the waters of baptism, you receive the Holy Spirit and water in, in your mother's womb. You were in water. Well, that's right. That's right. That's right. And now you are, you know, we're washing your hands and that you may 
it's hard to kind of remember the exact words, but that you may go forward and be relieved of some of your pain and suffering, and that you may go That's out nice. into the next nice. part of your life. Mm-hmm. It, it's representative of, because it's the last session, but of course the participants in the room are all different places in their grieving. For different reasons, too. I mean, some as spouse, some as uh, parents, some siblings, some children. We never know what we're going to have unless we know the people personally that are coming. We, well, I was just going to say that we do. We don't have specifically for people who have like little children. Mm-hmm. That isn't, you know, what part of our group is because those people have um, special needs. But I'm just going to say we, I think, try to think about all of us together when we're doing our planning to to see to sort of think about with with this group what would be something good for us to do and we do vary things you know it's not like we're you know constantly doing the same thing and we do remind the people that we are not professional psychologists or psychiatrists or anything like that we are just people who are have suffered a loss and are willing to walk with them and companion with them as they suffer through their loss. And like Trini says, we have a list and we go through it, you know. So like what happens in San Jose stays in San Jose (laughs) kind of thing. But it assures the people that we're not going to, you know, have them on 5 o'clock news or something like that. The, the other, if I could just interject, um, we really try not to give advice. Oh, yes. That's because we're not professionals, and we encourage the other participants not to give advice. We do have a list of um, resources within the community that people can um, go to if they want individual counseling, group counseling, mm-hmm. special counseling for children, special counseling for people who have experienced death by suicide. So we definitely want to reach out and support everyone, but we realize our group is not for everyone. And that's why it's really good for people to come the first time and have a chance to meet us and for us to meet them so that we can decide together if they're a good fit for our group. This has been the first in a series of discussions about journeying with God through grief, how that's done in the parish in small groups. There will be future discussions with these three. Look forward to these future episodes. That brings to a close another episode. I'm Candy Lucas, your host, aftercare coordinator for Catholic Cemeteries in San Jose, chaplain and spiritual director. Please support us by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or Spotify. You can contact us through the telephone number or email on the show notes. We always welcome your comments, and suggestions for future episodes. Spiritual direction is always available for those who are grieving.
through Catholic cemeteries. Be gentle with yourselves. Travel with God. Vaya con Dios. Mm-hmm.